Welcome everyone to 2023 season episode 32 of the Team Blaney Podcast. My name is Adam Rogers and alongside me is co-host Steve Mez. As always, this podcast is brought to you by fans for fans. Steve and I have been following the drivers of the Blaney Racing family for two decades and Team Blaney itself launched on social media in 2014. Each weekly episode of the podcast offers an in-depth analysis of Ryan Blaney's latest NASCAR Cup Series race, plus news, notes, and a lineup of special guests all throughout the year. This week, we break down the number 12 team's run in the playoff opener, the Cookout Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway. Steve, welcome back and welcome to the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. Playoffs. Did somebody say playoffs? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what a week. Jim Moore comes to to life every year this time of year. Uh, Yeah, you got to go. So, you know, you had more fun than the rest of us. Uh, we did. Uh, we've been going to Darlington for the last few years. We skipped the spring race, and I was like, yeah, but we'll get there for the Southern 500. And uh, it it didn't disappoint. Second week in a row with perfect weather. Um, second week in a row with a huge crowd. I mean, I think last year's crowd may have been sold out as well, but uh, we watched that one from the pits, and this one we're back up in the stands for, and um yeah, there was just it's just a, a mass of humanity that were there. And, you remember uh, the um, you remember the human rain delay? Yeah, <laughs> Mike Hargrove was called the human rain delay. Yes, you're the human red flag delay. <laughs> I mentioned perfect weather, but yeah, when the when the red flag comes out later in this race for the lights going out, I was like, we've managed to find a way to still get a race red flagged for a non racing incident. Yeah, without without weather being the reason, but thankfully it was only about a seven or ten minute break there. But um, but yeah, beyond that, yeah, great weekend. Uh, the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation had their uh, tent set up. Tons of people visited throughout the weekend. Talked with Patty a little bit. They're pretty excited about the turnout that they had all throughout the weekend there. And uh, we, as we usually do, picked up some new uh, foundation slash Blaney merch and uh, tried to send as many uh, fans that we saw over to the tent. Uh, there so always great to see them at the racetrack uh two great races we took in the xfinity race as well and um i've said it before just something about that place you know it just feels historic when you're walking down that hill you go under the under the archway um you climb the thousand stairs to get up to the grandstand um but it just feels historic i mean this is one of the oldest races next year it's uh, going to be the 75th anniversary Southern 500. So if you haven't been to one yet, I would say next year might be the year to do it because we'll probably have some really special merchandise and ceremonies and things. So uh, this was the 74th and uh, it didn't disappoint as far as, you know, an overall fan experience for sure. And uh, I know you got to go to one last year and it was awesome last year and it was it was awesome this year and look forward to ones in the future. But um, man, uh, playoff opener. What a grueling race to do it. And uh, this one for Blaney fans had all the ups and downs of a whole season, kind of all <laughs> all within one race. And uh, I think everyone still kind of came out of the race with the with a smile on their face and some momentum headed toward Kansas after this. Yeah, there's some weekends in the next, uh, you know, eight weeks before the, before the finale that have to be gritty. And this was a gritty weekend. This was uh, we're going to try to do the, what we need to do to get the speed we need to get out of the car. And then we're going to be gritty and just battle and do whatever it takes and figure it out. And uh, this weekend definitely did all that and then some. So I give a lot of credit to not only Ryan and his abilities, but uh, the whole 12 12 crew uh, led by Jonathan Hassler. They just, you know, no matter what happened, whatever was thrown at them, they rebounded. They did, you know, did what they needed to do to get get uh, Ryan to position and uh, get him back up there. So, uh, you know, we start off uh, Saturday uh, practicing Group B. Um, and, uh, you know, group A's got the 20 car looking really fast with an individual lap. Um, and, uh, you know, I kind of trying to keep track of where some of the playoff cars were too. Like the four car was like only 10th quickest at that point. Uh, the one car was 13th quickest. Um, the five car hits the wall <laughs> in group A practice. Um, you know, Ryan will climb into the car you know, before his practice starts and Josh will talk to him a little bit. He'll ask Josh a question or two about what was going on, you know, cause they're down in the bowl 
and they can't necessarily, you know, he can't necessarily see everything going around up above. So he'll ask Josh, um, you know, who was doing what. And Josh tells Ryan, the five was the fastest overall in the group. Um, he's describing how he ran <laughs> said that he hit, hit the wall three to four times and just kept, you know, just kept going. So, you know, as we see during the race too, this is the fives MO, you know, he's going to get up there as close to it as you can. If he taps it, it doesn't bother him one bit. Doesn't seem to scrub speed because of the way he taps it. So with this new car, um, mm-hmm. they had the five, I, I saw replays of this, uh, from the race, but the five and the 45, they had 45. cameras on their, mm-hmm. on their spoilers mm-hmm. and they had a microphone there too. And both of them in their post-race interviews had mentioned that, they actually found and this this feels very video game like to me uh, because this even happens on iRacing to an extent too, even on a simulation to where at some dirt tracks you can if you hit the wall a little bit you can actually pick up some speed mm. uh so they kind of did it and with this next gen car and the composite body and everything it's not going to cut tires down so uh if they, if they found a, a new way to make the darlington stripe work for them mm-hmm. as opposed to hurting them well i found interesting about what was said by uh by Tyler Reddick was that he could hear because of the way the thing was set up and the microphone or whatever set up in there could hear the back end of the car hitting no louder than he, or than he normally would. So I don't know if that kind of gave a little bit of advantage to, to know when to back off a little bit or when to hit it harder or something. But uh, that was kind of interesting to hear too, that because of the way that that camera was set up and the microphone was set it up in it, he could hear it in the car louder than uh, you know over the noise of the engines um we get to group b and jonathan uh, wants to run uh run it all the way out um and then do a hot pit road entry um so five minutes in the single lap is only um like p9 which is 16th overall between the two um the 23 the 2 the 11 the 14 uh and the 19 are like the fastest ones at that point uh, the 22 is like 12th quickest, you know, but, um, it's only, uh, two tenths from the 23 car back to the two car, you know, that, uh, so a little bit of a gap there, but, um, Josh says seven laps in, uh, is within a 10th of the best cars. So they're running really steady laps here. Uh, Jonathan tells me to keep up with the brakes, uh, 15 laps in, uh, there's 17 minutes left. So, um, uh, with 10 minutes to go, Josh tells him that the only car better is the eight and he's only like a 10th better. Um, so, you know, 20 laps in, uh, he got the wall a bit in three and four, I guess it's a popular thing to do. Um, the eight car slapped the wall pretty good. Um, uh, John says, once we finish, um, about 30 of them, he can bring it in anytime he wants. Uh, just make sure they do the hot pit road entry. Um, 33 laps in, he pits, brings it in. Uh, third best lap average, um, third best 15 lap average. I'm sorry. Uh, second best 25 lap average. And I think it was number one in the 30 lap average, but not everybody ran, you know, 30 laps. Um, I think the two car was, was pretty good across the board as well. So yes, it just seemed like as an organization that, uh, even the Harrison Burton, I think was, has running pretty good lap times Mm -hmm. too. So organization wise, it was promising. Yeah. When it was, when it was the, um, the third best and the 15 lap average, it was the two, the five, the 12. Then it was just the five and the 12. Um, after that, um, group a, the top five in qualifying were the 20, the six, the four, the 10, the 34. Um, and in group B, Ryan went out 10th and, uh, 28.870 boom, boom, top of the charts at that moment. Um, it's talking about the clouds weren't helping any too, because the clouds, I guess, were coming in and you feeling like some of the cars that were going to go after him, were going to get a little more grip. Um, but when it's all said and done, the top five was the 45, the 12, the 11, the 22 and the 17. Um, uh, so when they go off for the poll here, um, uh, the, uh, the sun kind of comes back out for everybody. <laughs> um, the 20 gets the poll and Ryan gets to fourth. Uh, you know, Ryan gets on there says, good job to everybody. And, uh, you know, P4 for Sunday is uh, pretty good. Especially this was, when, yeah, go ahead. This was really good to see. I've, you know, I've been down for several weeks on them up until last week about 
what they've been showing up with in qualifying because I felt like that's been part of the reason why they haven't been getting too many stage points because they've been starting deeper in the field and having to work their way up toward the top 10. But the last two weeks here, they've made uh, they've advanced to the final round of qualifying and even here, better results starting fourth in one of the biggest races of the year. So between seeing all the speed that Penske cars had in practice and the speed he had in qualifying, uh, things were set up to be uh, really good for the weekend. Yeah, they, uh, this helps with pit stall selection, definitely, you know, being the fourth one to pick one. Um, really, really interesting pit stall selection here because it's pit stall 37 open in front of them, but actually technically it's where the NBC pit box was. And then behind him um, was the three car. Um, and this is a section of pit road, um, I believe, where in front of them, it uh, the, the pit wall like juts out. So they're yeah. like... They're on an the island corner. They're like there. behind. Yeah. Yeah. They're like behind the corner from everybody, which is kind of cool. Uh, may become advantageous later on, actually. <laughs> in this in this race last year, they were in that same island, but they actually were the first they pit were, stall in. Yeah. They were all the um, way at the back. So yeah. they were just kind of on separate ends of that, that, but it is like right on that turn mm-hmm. there for sure. Um, so we got, uh, what do we got here? Stages of 115, 230, and 367. 13 sets of tires, uh, fuel 70, 75 laps, which they're never going to go fuel run here. Uh, to the rear was the eight car for an unimproved adjustment, uh, totaling problem. Um, 20 took the low lane for the, for the initial start, which kind of surprised me, but uh, he was going to kind of let the get and jump in front of the 11, I think is what actually ended up happening here. Uh, and, you know, Ryan actually says this in here to remind him to stay calm. And and this comes into play later on to where um, they've got some things set up between, you know, just language between them that they know that, you know, what this is a long, long night and don't get too wrapped up in an emotion that, you know, causes you to do something, you don't, you know, that you're going to either regret later or it's going to hurt you later uh, or hurt the car. So, um by lap two here, he clears the six. He's back up to fourth here, and he's running behind the 11 car. And at lap 10, um, he is uh, a little over a second back of the, the 11 car here at about 3.26 back of the leader. Um, and Josh tells him nothing's really coming from behind you, just nice and smooth here. Um, now, at lap 20, they're one second a lap slower than at lap one. So within 20 laps, they lose a second of speed that shows you what tire wear is like there. Uh, lap 27, uh, Ryan starts to report in what type of changes he may need. He's talking about being a number two loose. So at lap 31, they do go ahead and pit here. Green flag pitting. Um, I've got it at like 11.5 ho here. Uh, or, um, and, um, the six gets, um, gets in front of Ryan on this pit stop. So I don't know what, what exactly happened with the six there, but somehow he was able to get a little bit of position on Ryan. Um, so uh, lap 36 though, when they're done cycling through here, he's up to P four again, the 45 now leads and he's about 4.79 back of the lead. So that's pretty good. They only lose like about a second on all the pit stop cycling. Cause usually you do separate a little bit between guys um, under a green flag cycle. Um, He's only by uh, four tenths back of third place, the six car. Um, by lap forty, he's behind the actually behind the twenty. At lap forty-one, uh, oh, I'm sorry, at lap forty, the twenty is behind Ryan. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Behind Ryan at lap forty-one, the twenty does pass Ryan, so he's in the fifth. Um, and they're all running into the lap traffic at this point. Um, at lap 45, the 20 passes the six. So here's one of those cars that was dialed in a little better than everybody else. So we knew the 20 was pretty fast. Um, you know, he had, you know, he lost some, some position on the pit cycle, but now he's coming back up at lap 50. Um, Ryan's just trying not to, to blow up his stuff here. Uh, Josh tells him, uh, we are going a bit longer this run on tires. So they know they're going to pit one more time before the, the stage end, but you know, they're going to go longer than that, that 30 laps. Um, at lap 59, um, <laughs> who's he talking about here? He says, uh, oh, he says, uh, tell him to keep blocking. He's going to get wrecked. <laughs> tell, go tell TJ that. 
So <laughs> he's having some issues with the six car at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could see that. There was like a, I, I mentioned to you before we started recording that I felt like Ryan was definitely a little bit more aggressive in this race, and he did uh, have some run-ins with some different cars throughout the the five hundred miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, lap uh, sixty-one here. Uh, Jonathan says they're you know about ten or fifteen more before pitting. Uh, at lap sixty-three, he does pass the six, gets to fourth here. And the four car follows Ryan. So there's a couple guys in the six car was actually literally kind of holding guys up. Um, but Ryan says everything's kind of burned off now at lap 68. They go ahead and pit here and it's a 9.80 pit stop. Um, one, uh, they get to lap 73. The cycle is pretty much ended there. He's up to fifth. Um, at lap 80, Josh, uh, tells him the 22 hit the wall and hurt his car a bit lap 88, the 20 passes. So now he's back to sixth here. Um, you know, Jonathan comes on or Jonathan, I'm sorry, Josh comes on and says, Hey, it's all good. We got a good car. Cause you, know, you lose a position and you're, you're, you know, you're not really going to gain a lot of positions. You know, everybody's kind of equaled out now. Cause we've done a couple pit stops, you know, it gets a little frustrating. He says, Hey, you know, Ryan says, I'm all good here. He says, uh, Josh says it's, you know, 3.5 back to the six car. So kind of gives them a distance to manage, um, so that they don't burn up their tires here. And Ryan says that he says, I'm just trying to take care of it. The lap uh, 90, uh, the 45 and the 11 are racing for the lead. And, you know, Ryan is only 4.6 back of, of the 45 car and for who's in first. So, you know, they're not doing too bad from where, you know, where they're at. Uh, lap 96, he hit the wall a little bit in three. Um, and he's a little over second back of fifth place, the 20 car. Um, by lap 100, though, he starts to gain on that 20 car. He's only about uh, three quarters of a second back. And at lap 104, he does go ahead and pass him. So up to fifth now. At lap 110, um, Josh tells him uh, five to go here. Just keep it clean. Um, 20 hits off the wall in two. Um, but at, uh, they get to the end of the stage here. The 11 wins the stage. And Ryan starts off the first stage to the playoffs with uh, P5. Yeah, I said it last week, really, really important for them to focus on getting stage points again throughout the playoffs, especially what they entered plus one point uh, above the cut line. Mm-hmm. And that's what they've been missing for the last several weeks. They just haven't been getting stage points. They've been getting pretty decent finishes, but that's not going to help you advance, you know, to the next round mm-hmm. being right at the cut line. Yeah, you know, when we, we'll get to it at the end of the race when you go over the, the, uh, the points, the playoff points, but this is six points here later on, you know, in the next stage, there'll be more take those points, total them up and look at where he was to start, start the round and where he is now. Uh, those points are huge, not just the finish. Um, you know, Ryan's right. It's uh, nice work here with the track. It's uh the track's getting a little freer. Um, oh, and uh, they got, uh, can I skip a page here? Maybe I skipped a page here. Okay. So, you know, Jonathan's talking about tightening you up a bit. Uh, Josh uh, describes, uh, you know, what the scratches look like on the side of the car. So he just kind of knows he didn't really hit the wall that hard. Um, they're in P5. They're out P5. It's a 9.8 second stop here. Um, we get to a choose cone here where the 11 takes the top. Ryan actually takes the top two for the third row. Um, Jonathan tells them they matched everybody in the green flag stop. Uh, both ends so um you know they're running within the same lap times almost as everybody else at this point um jo- uh, josh tells them race your own race you know everyone's running too hard and getting into trouble doing it you know so re- uh, they restart lap 123 here sorts out the fifth here we got the 11 and the 5 45 4 and then the 12 um lap 130 the 24 passes he's down to sixth um and uh Ryan says this thing is ridiculous. You know, Josh says, you know, 10 4, you have 230 laps to get back by him, you know. So, you know, what he was saying by ridiculous is he meant the 24 car. He says the 24 car was able to just drive it in there and hammer it out of the turns with so much more grip than he had. And it just, you know, looked ridiculous to him. Um, lap uh, 140 here, Josh tells him the 17 who's behind him is just you know, smashing everything pretty much. And he's kind of driving away from him. Uh, we get the lap 150, and we're going to go ahead and pit here. It's another 9.8 second stop. Um, there was an issue here where we couldn't hear Jonathan count him down to the box. Now, here's one of those situations where um, 
I'm watching the in-car camera on one of my TVs. I've got Josh's audio. Um, and usually when nothing comes on, on the audio, on the, the app, there's two channels. Jonathan will talk to Ryan on a channel and he'll talk specifically just to Josh and have Josh relay the message. Now, usually Jonathan does that when Ryan's on track, he doesn't really talk to Ryan while Ryan's on the track. He lets Josh do it. Um, when they come to pit road though, he gets on the channel and usually counts them down to the box. Once they're on pit lane, that's where, uh, Josh gives up Ryan and Jonathan's supposed to take over. Well, something happened with their communications there. And the in-car camera was really kind of funky because Ryan comes more or less down the right-hand side of pit lane and then makes a huge quick left to his box. And I think part of it's because he didn't have any communication from Jonathan counting him down. And then he just, he saw it and he was like, Oh, wait a minute. There's where I go. And, um, he hit the, hit the box pretty good. Um, obviously cause they still did a 9.8 stop here. Um, lap 154 here, uh, they're back on the track and, uh, <laughs> the 45 comes off pit road and the, what they're told to do is blend off of two. I don't know what the heck he was doing. And he does things like this uh, through the night that just, um, he ends up all the way against the wall at the end of a uh, turn two. And when you're coming off pit road, you're not at full speed. And once again, this is that same situation where um, I hear Josh first before the video, Josh is a little bit of an accelerated go, you know, go low. And I look up and I realize the 45 is literally parked out in that lane. And Ryan has to swerve to the left to get around him. And everybody was like WTF on the radios, you know, um, he almost wrecked him. Basically the, the 20, uh, was staying out for a while running long. Ryan was sixth. This, um, Hey, it's almost two sex seconds faster than the, than the 20. So he was starting to catch him even, um, uh, lap 161, he passes the 20 up to fifth here. The 11 is leading at this point and he's getting pressure from the 45 at lap 165. The 45 does pass him. He's going to next to sixth and Ryan asks who's spotting for the 45 because he wants to know about that previous incident. You know, once he realized who it was, um, <clears throat> at lap 167, uh, Ryan says he's a little loose here. Uh, he says burning the rear end off of it and lap 170. The lap times are almost the same as the leaders though. At lap 175, um, once again, this other channel communication, Josh and, and Jonathan are talking about pitting and 10 more. Um, Ryan does give communication. He's too free. Um, and uh, at lap 178, we had a caution <laughs> for the lights uh, on the inside of turn three. <laughs> Ryan makes a statement. He says, yeah, they waved that caution because they just, <laughs> they just, uh, they just shut them off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conspiracy theory there uh that the uh, nascar wanted a caution um maybe it just yeah. <laughs> well, i was just saying uh someone in the you know i was like oh one of the campers just tripped over the cord yeah <laughs> that's all that's all it was <laughs> during during this red flag caution uh the 45 spotter comes down to josh and explains that he got tight coming off pit road josh kind of like yeah. Okay. Of course you did. You came off pit crow and went all the way across the track. That's why you're tight. I saw a, uh, a transcript thing where it, it said, now Brian may or may not have said, well, I'm sorry that he got tight. <laughs> <laughs> like in a, in probably in kind of a sarcastic yeah. way. Yeah. So, but the, the band turns for red flags. I mean, sometimes it, there's, you know, serious or going over strategy and other things, but yeah, it is a good time to catch up on, on things that have happened early on, but um, there was, I, I, I appreciated what NASCAR did here is like, they, they threw the, the caution, they let the pit cycle happen and then threw the red flag. Right. So there, there weren't well, really any, like any way people could take advantage of things that were happening here. Yeah. Um, yeah, what they were, um, what was interesting is they did the caution first. So they pit, right. And they, you know, the pit in six come out seventh, about a 10.4 stop. I think the 43 was the one who had a little bit better stop there. Um, uh, they ask about the lights here and about 95% of them say it's okay. The, the people who were, who were uh, 
did one of those inside lights turned on was the 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 five car actually because he was saying he couldn't see the seam up near the wall which is how he must line himself up with running against that wall the way he does so so like i said they did rate red flag for that reason um until they got him on um but we finally do get a restart lap uh, 192 here um ryan passes like the eight and the 43 here and you know gets himself up there for a little bit uh the 43 passes back so he's back to seventh uh, lap 200 um you know <laughs> the tv shows the eight car thing for michigan because ryan's racing around the eight car now and they like to build a little drama there um lap 205 uh, the nine cars running behind ryan uh there uh you know jonathan tells them we're doing pretty good here running you know by about six ahead of the nine car, which is when he says like by six, you know, he was saying car lengths, but a lot of times it's actually like 0.6 seconds also like on a tracker. So, um, lap two thirteen, Ryan, you know, scrapes the wall in three a little bit. Um, at lap, uh, two seventeen, we get a caution for the 78 car and Ryan says we got tight here. Um, and this is where they come down pit road. And I believe not everybody pitted. So, um, <clears throat> you kind of make a decision here that you know some people are going to be out on tires. Some people only ran a couple laps on their tires, you know, uh, but they come in, they go in seventh, they come out eighth. It was about a 10.37 second stop here. Uh, the leaders, the 11, he takes the top. Ryan is P eight, taking the bottom restart lap two twenty one, sorts out to seventh. Um, at lap two twenty four, we had a caution for the two in the 54 incident. Um, and he says he's plying, plying tight. Now we're staying out. Um, and the back end of the field behind him is going to pit. And this is like, you know, one of those things about points now, you know, we're getting close to the end of a stage and, um, you know, we want to try to see if we can pick up some more points. Uh, the 11 chooses the top. Ryan is in seventh at the bottom. The restart lap, um, 229 here. The 11 ends up winning the stage and Ryan's ends up seventh, which ends up being, four more points. So now we've added 10 points to our total before you even get to the end of the race. Um, Johnson says we're, uh, we're thinking we're going to have to pit here. We've got five or six laps on the tires. Um, and they're of course pitting, taking four tires here at the top. So here's where the, the thing splits a little bit. Uh, so the top six stay out. Um, and, uh, you know, see the 24 he's p24 after everything cycles out um and ryan says of course it's going to be a little hard this is this is ryan he's you know he here's the funny thing is like these strategies on the radio um are discussed they're not um this is what we're going to do and you have to do it okay he asks ryan you know if the car is better or not better, or there's something they can do to the car and then they discuss okay well if we do this and they do that this is what's going to happen they were probably hoping that there wouldn't be as much of a buffer between them, that more people would have chosen, you know, the same thing that, that they did, but you know, it just, it just didn't work that way. Um, so, uh, here it's, um, you know, Ryan does say it's kind of hard, going to be hard to gain some of these spots back, but this strategy kind of comes back to them later on in the stage. So, um, John, uh, Josh tells them they stay uh, locked in one guy at a time. They restart lap two, uh, 37 here. And, um, he's up to 22nd and at lap 241 is up to 20th. Uh, Ryan does say we're way tight back here. You know, at lap 250, we're going to, you know, he says we're going to get lapped this run, you know, and Jonathan, you know, tells something to says something to Josh and Josh basically says, uh, it's, uh, we know it's going to be hard here. And, and Ryan just says, yup. So once again, this is one of those things just lock back into what we're doing, um, 254 we passed the 54 gets to 19th 255 the nine car kind of comes up uh and passes here we're in 20th um ryan says the rear is going here a little bit um at lap 260 now we're pitting um this pit stop ends up being a little bit longer almost like a 13 second stop here um there was a there was an issue with the wheel um and you know it kind of took the i don't know if it's the right front wheel but it just took a little bit longer on the stop and um what was really interesting is during these, this pitting pit cycle, the 11 car, uh, thought he had a, he had a loose wheel and, um, he had to come in and pit again and pretty much yeah. changed it, changed, flipped Gave his it race day. away. 
Yeah, flipped his day totally upside down. Um, when we're through the cycle here, Ryan is uh, up to 22nd, and the 45 is leading. A lap 285. Uh, you know, you know, Ryan is just talking about where he's at in position to the leaders and trying to run, you know, they're running like the same lap time. So it's hard to really gain on anybody if everybody's like within a 10th or two of each other. And this happens a lot um, during these, these types of races where four or five pit cycles in everybody's dialed their car the same direction. Usually they've all complained about the same thing. And unless somebody really, 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 really hit on something, they're all going to be within a 10th, two tenths. And then this is that whole thing where it's hard to pass unless you're just that much better than somebody else. So, um, and by lap, um, three ten, they're doing some more green flag pitting here. And then at lap three eleven, we get this caution for the 51, um, <laughs> the 45 was in front of him. And the four car hit pit road or was about to hit pit road. And for some reason, I think the 45 was going to make a left all of a sudden. Um, there's some great audio out there of uh, the 51 car, which is Ryan Newman saying something to the extent of uh, the 45 cars driver's arm may not have been long enough to reach out the window and signal. Maybe that's why he had to spin out behind him. Try not to hit him. Um, it's really so, um, hurts the four car. Yeah, because yeah. the four car, yeah, and this hurts his day to some catching. He's catching the 45 big time before this, mm-hmm. and then went to undercut, went to go pit early. He's already on pit road. Well, 45 has his, uh, well, he's on, he's already on the, on the apron, apron coming and to pit road. The red light comes up. Now, if yeah. he, I guess they're saying if he continues and just goes down pit road, he's allowed to do that. Yeah. But they go, they actually come in and do the stop. And that's where the issue ends up being the penalty. Yeah, uh, I guess a lot of people guess, didn't understand that. Um, yeah. Rodney Childers came out and he answered a, a several fans' questions on this and said, mm-hmm. we, at the time, we did not know if we beat the light or not. Mm-hmm. We were trying to win the race, so we pitted. Because if we pit and it turns mm-hmm. out we made the light, you know, it could be the race-winning move. But if we right. don't pit and it turns out we beat the light... It was for nothing. So we right. just lost a bunch of track position. So I think they saw it as they were going to lose track position no matter what. They still had some time left. Um, Yeah, but it was uh, that was unfortunate timing because I thought actually, you know, this bonehead move by the 45 team was going to win them the race because of uh, kind of putting the four car at the back of the field. So um, on the plus side, uh, you know, this is a long race. I know we were a little worried mm-hmm. early on or fan, you know, Blaney fans were a little worried early on about being kind of mired back in traffic here. Um, but kind of like Atlanta earlier in the year and maybe a couple mm-hmm. other times this year, we actually catch a break. Yes. Caution. It comes at the right time. And um, this kind of flipped the field a little bit, caught some guys a lap down um, who had, they end up taking a wave around, but caught them a lap down. So, um, Ryan ends up to 14th now, and, um, there's only 17 cars that technically on the lead lap before they do the wave rounds. Uh, they come out 15th here, but then there's a penalty on the four car here also. So, um, Ryan is in 14 for the choose cone. The five has taken the lead at this point, And this is, you know, pretty much all she wrote for the, for the front of the front end of the field here. Um, uh, they restart 316 here. Um, and he's, <laughs> This is, I think this is where he's behind the, the 10 and the seven and he goes, you know, uh, he passes the seven gets to 15th here. And then we get a caution for the 48, the 99, then the 22, uh, Josh go, go low, 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 low. <laughs> and he gets low and goes below those guys who are just, uh, whatever happened there really this ruined the still, 20. This yeah, is ruins, still close, man. Yeah, it ruins the 21's day more than anything else. The Absolutely. other two guys, I could care less that they want to wreck each other. But when you get to be the third man in and you had nothing to do with it, that's that's the worst worst feeling in the world. You know, like I said, they may have, those two guys may have been battling for five laps beforehand. We don't know. TV just shows you what happened as the result. But when the 21 car gets caught in it, he's running a pretty decent race. He's a lead lap guy. He's doing pretty well. That that was a sad thing. Um. So lap 318, we're up to uh, 13th here. We're pitting. Um, and, uh, you know, we end up with like a 10.3 second stop here. Um, and we get uh, Ryan taking the top here. The choose um, the five car takes the top. Also, we restart lap 327 here. 
um, by lap 329. Uh, he went from 15th to 12th and by passing below everybody, this was a great pass uh, for the in-car camera. Cause you just see him dark left, go below three wide bottom of three, the, the famous Josh Williams, bottom of three. Um, Josh actually got pretty excited on the radio by the pass himself. And, uh, you know, when you hear him out of character on the radio, it's kind of cool too. Cause you know, he was kind of a cheerleader for a second and that's usually not his MO, but, uh, you know, it was a good move when he does that. Um, lap three thirties up to 11th year. And we get a caution for the 11, the 38, the 34, the 20 involved. Um, Jonathan tells them we're going to do a 20, a number two, most likely. Once again, Ryan says, copy that. So Ryan agrees with the move. Um, the five leads, the Ryan stays out. He's up to ninth here. Um, and six cars behind Ryan stay out. So it's good to have that little bit of buffer between guys are going to have newer ties. Um, on the choose cone, the five takes the top. Ryan takes the bottom here. Restart in lap 336. At lap 337, he passed the 14, got to eighth here. Um, and Jonathan tells him the nine... Um, you know, the nine is the only one, uh, nine is the only one with him on the same tires that he's running near, um, at lap three fifty four, the six car does pass Ryan. Ryan gets to, to ninth here. Um, so that goes that way. Pretty much the end of the race. He manages the gap, uh, whoever's behind him the rest of the race here, five car wins and Ryan, uh, P nine. And he's pretty happy. He tells everybody good job on the, on the radio for the whole weekend of, uh, work that they did. Um, you know, once again, we're getting the points here in a second, once you go over the playoff points, um, but we had 10 extra points in the stage. So when you, when you read off these playoff points, uh, it's kind of an interesting. Yeah. And I mentioned it, you know, just seconds ago, but sometimes it's really easy to, to question calls, question strategies. Um, you had some folks questioning, you know, staying out, getting those four four points stage points early on in that race and sacrificing maybe getting fresh tires that could set up better track position during the middle of this race. But um, this is one of the longest races of the year by time. And it's like, you know, this one went over four hours long. It's a grueling 500 mile race. Uh, tons of pit stops happen during this race. Sometimes you really just have to let a 500 mile race race like this play out before you, you know, Go over the edge, uh, but too too early. And we saw this here. Yeah, they got behind. You know, they they get stage points in the first two stages. They get behind in track position uh, be- because of the strategy they chose to go with. You know, through the beginning of the third stage there, basically. And but it's a very long race, a very long final stage. The strategies come around. They did catch a break with that caution. Um, all I have to say is I can understand. You know, folks getting upset on a call that was the last final call of a race that maybe you lose a, but end up losing track position or something like that. But um, just, just kind of cool down, let the race play out. Mm-hmm. And we end up top 10, the 12 car ends up top 10 in first stage, second stage in the race. Um, yes. They qualified in the top five. They had speed early on to kind of run top five. You know, it was like really top six to seventh. Um, but you did see as it transitioned to night, uh, you know, Ryan, even on the radios, you know, which I mean, all drivers, you, you know, starts kind of complaining about the handling going away is no front end grip anymore. Um, I mean, everybody's probably saying that <laughs> that all night long, but there's mm-hmm. other cars that came up through here. The five car started deep, you know, halfway 18th, 17th or 18th on the field and drove all the way to the front. So there are other cars that had speed that found their way past the 12 car. Um, if you take a look, if you follow uh, Auto Racing Analytics, he puts up like the, you know, this chart every week. That's just kind of an informational thing. It's not based on reality as to what finishes were, but it kind of shows like based on medium median lap speed over the final stage. This is where, if it was only based on speed, where everybody would finish, and the twelve and the twenty two were at the bottom of this of this chart. Yeah. So it showed you that at by the end of the race, they didn't have top five speed. So to come out of here with a ninth place finish in this opening round of the playoffs, I think it's really good. Um, former crew chief Todd Gordon on his uh, in, on the MRN broadcast at the beginning of the race basically said, you know, if he's crew chiefing a car in this round of the playoffs, he's just looking for base hits uh, to at least advance. Obviously, a win would be great, but if you can get a base hit, 
in you know all three races here you have a good shot at advancing to the next round and then maybe reassess your strategy and i would say you know this race the southern 500 for the 12 team was a pretty solid base hit and they gained stage points and um we can look at the points here and see that you know they gained a lot over entering this round just one point above the cut line so I can go through that now. I'll tell you the four drivers that are on the outside looking in right now, and that includes Bubba Wallace, who is minus one point. Kevin Harvick is minus two. Ricky Stenhouse is minus four. And Michael McDowell, man, uh, ended up having a disastrous race here, getting caught up in a crash early on. And he is 19 points uh, below the cut line at this point. Uh, Christopher Bell, who sat on the pole, had ton of speed, but kind of free fall, free fall at one point and got caught up in some other incidents, is now just one point above the cut line in 12th. Logano's 11th at plus three. Chastain is 10th plus 13. And here we are, Ryan Blaney, who came into this round in the 12th position, just one point above the cut line, is now moved up to the ninth position, 16 points above the cut line. So they gained 15 points over the cut line in this first race, which is adds a, a pretty decent cushion. Uh, it's not enough <laughs> to just guarantee that they'll move on to the next round, uh, but I think that's pretty successful. And then above him, Keselowski's plus 18, Kyle Busch is plus 20, Truex plus 25. Denny Hamlin, uh, with his incidents here, so he was very successful early on in this race with the, the stage wins, leading tons of laps, if he would have went on to win the race, he'd be sitting very, well, obviously very good for he just automatically advancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he's fifth in points, fifth in the playoff points there, 27 to the good, tied with Busher. Tell you what, we didn't really talk about him much in this uh, recap because it's he's not Ryan Blaney, but uh, that RFK team between Keselowski and Busher, mm-hmm. uh, this is not a fluke. They are fast at every single type of track and chris busher it wasn't really even through strategy or anything raced his way into the top five and stayed there for a majority mm-hmm. of this race uh finished what third or fourth uh he's fourth in the playoff standings now plus 27 to the good reddick's plus 30 byron plus 45 and kyle larson has automatically advanced to the next round with that victory so yeah it's like- plus 16 to the good over the cut line now um, I, my board here, I haven't really swapped it out yet. It's still showing last, last week's the numbers on it. Um, but you know, four guys have, you know, you just got to beat four guys or, or win a race. What's interesting is the moves of people who went downward, um, because the 19 was second or tied for first actually. Um, and now he is all the way down to sixth. Um, and he was 36 points above the cut line. Now he's only 25. Uh, or not 36. I mean, he was, oh, I'm sorry, that's wrong. 29. So now he's, yeah, he lost four points to the cut line, but he's lost positions too. So, you know, there's people he was in front of who've passed him. Uh, same with the 11 car. He's lost a spot or two. Um, so, and then, you know, like I said, the guy's moving up, but now we kind of, I hate to say this about Ricky and, and Michael McDowell, but I kind of thought that those two for sure were going to start to have issue. Um, Harvick is uh, all of a sudden dropped off with what happened to him on pit road. Uh, at least it's not uh, his car being on fire like it was last year, but it's still not encouraging when they are not necessarily, you know, one of the faster teams now. Um you know, if we look ahead already or start to look ahead, Kansas is going to be a whole different ball game for uh, guys who are near the cut line because uh, Bubba Wallace won Kansas and, uh, you know, Harvick is going to be really good there. So um, this next week should be great um, and some changes for the cut line. And I expect the 12th team to, to be a top five uh, team again. Yeah. And even uh, looking even further ahead to Bristol, that's actually where maybe things can come back into Stenhouse and McDowell's favor a little bit. Both of them yeah. run really strong there. They would probably have yeah. to win at mm-hmm. Bristol to advance. Um, Bubba Wallace, the Southern 500 race, they had a ton of speed, made a couple mistakes. Well, there's the mistake on track at the end of the one stage where he spins. I think he collects the 22 in that spin. Um, but his pit crew also had a huge meltdown that they've had several times this year too. So between mm-hmm. a driving mistake, a pit crew mistake, they didn't get any stage points or they probably would be sitting a lot better in this race because that was a very fast car 
and he did lose a couple positions coming to the you know right coming to the checkered flag there but they did have like a top five to top seven car as far as speed goes and it was mm-hmm. honestly it's been good i mean to, for me i mean i'm not like a huge fan or anything but it's been good to see bubba and this team actually running well but much like this 12 team too you just have to be mistake free and that's not always possible but no. man he's only uh one point below the cut line right now and has an opportunity next week, a big opportunity to make some movement there. Can, can we talk about pit road mistakes here a little bit? Cause I know that the, the fan base is pretty critical of everything that happens. Um, but let's take a look at the 20 team. Okay. So Joe Gibbs racing in their infinite wisdom and, and it's rightfully so uh, the 54 car does not make the playoffs. So what do we do? We take the 54's pit crew and we give them to somebody else within the within the program. Um, they swap them out for the 20. The 54 pit crew is the fastest pit crew on pit lane week in, week out, all season long. Um, early in the race, remember I said that uh, you know the, the 20 ended up behind Ryan and passing him. His car was really fast. Well, the reason he ended up behind him is the first pit stop of the night. What happened with that pit crew? Jack. Jack mm-hmm. dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this stuff happens. I don't care if you are the fastest pit crew on pit road. These things will happen. Um, do you minimize the mistakes? Do you recover from them? Do you try to keep, you know, and and like I said, the, the, the 12 crew had, a, had, a, had an entire issue at one point. Uh, during a pit stop and it probably cost them two seconds, three seconds, but that's it. They didn't make it any worse. They didn't blow it up and uh, they continued racing. So um, you guys just get, you know, like I said, the longer the race, the more of these pit stops, um, the more critical they are, especially when they're all four tire stops. Like this one was, you know, nine, 10 pit stops in a night. Um, Everybody did an excellent job just to keep everything going and keep it moving forward. Um, but like I said, any pit crew can have anything happen. Like you said, the the forty the the twenty three pit crew had an issue. You know they rebounded from it. Eleven, you know, eleven car- the tire loose. They didn't rebound. They didn't rebound. You know, so was the tire loose? That's another thing. The TV coverage of it, it was really weird. That uh, he thought there was something wrong. He come and brought it right back, and then they said they couldn't find a puncture or anything. So then he's then he said, well, it must have been loose. So. You know, yeah, he's he, being, uh, he doubled you know, down driver. on his podcast saying yeah, that okay, he, he was very confident that it was loose, even though they mm-hmm. didn't necessarily see it. You know, I think he said they reviewed the video mm-hmm. and he was explaining how when they go to tighten the lug, mm-hmm. if by the time, you know, um, the, the the gun comes back off the lug, if if you can see it still move a little bit, the, there was still more to tighten there. And I think that's maybe what happened. But I think um, you're right. I mean, it, it can happen our, with any of these pit crews, but it's all about how you you rebound. And in these early stages of the playoffs, at least the first couple rounds, you have a little bit of leeway here to rebound. It's later on. Once you get into the round of eight, that's when perfection really, mm-hmm. really becomes important. RFK Racing has a TikTok. And when you and I get done with this, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but if you haven't, go to it. And anybody who's listening who doesn't have TikTok, uh, find somebody who can pull it up for you. RFK Racing's TikTok literally was about the pit stop where the car was on fire. And they talked to the rear tire changer. Uh, his name is escaping right now, but I did just see this like an hour ago. And they actually had the helmet camera on top of his helmet uh, that they use for videotaping purposes, show you what happened, where the fu- fuel was on the ground, where the gun hit the lug the way it did and sparked the ground, and then how he continued to stop and finished it and got the car out of there. Uh, just crazy to watch and look at, but, uh, so TikTok RFK racing, please check it out. If you get a chance to, uh, an amazing video, an amazing little interview with the guy who did it, uh, uh because he, he said, I'm just, you got to finish the stop. You got to finish stop. It's only be two or three seconds. Then I can jump out of there. And, uh, they did. And like you said, that, that car finished, uh, finished third on the night. So, yeah. yeah, the the grit that some of those um those picker guys have is is pretty amazing, and I I posted uh I think it was just, it wasn't as good as the TikTok, but just the the overhead cam view of that pit stop into our our Discord chat, and I basically mm-hmm. said I'm like you know this is one of the reasons why I don't give pit crew members too much grief because mm-hmm. you know they was full on dedicated i mean it would have been really easy just to back off and have somebody come and bring an extinguisher put the fire out didn't miss a beat 
<laughs> the, 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 the carrier gets the, or I think it might have been the Jackman gets the tire on the on the hub. Tire changer finishes the stop, and then they like people yank them away from the fire, and then they take care mm-hmm. of business. But wow, that was impressive. So already plenty of drama, plenty of highs and lows. Uh, the five cars on to the next round and uh, head to Kansas next week in the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. But before we do that, we need to go ahead and recap the first week of the playoffs in the Team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Live League. We'll go through our lineups that we set. Uh, again, remember that it reset picks reset for the playoffs, so we got all of our picks back. All the drivers are available, but you only get five uses for them throughout the rest of the the, the races here. So we had ten races. Now there's nine to go after this. Um I made the joke that I heat up in the playoffs just as hot as Tony Stewart gets in the summer. That's and, it. Playoff uh, Adam. Out of the gate. Playoff Adam finishes in the top 10 in points earned. And how did I do that? Here is my lineup. And I did make a change during the race. Uh, started Denny Hamlin, got me 32 points. Started Tyler Reddick, he got me 51. Busher got me 36. The winner, Kyle Larson, got me 57. Ryan Blaney got me 38. And uh, initially I had Ryan in the garage and I had Eric Jones in my starting lineup. He ended up with 35. So really I did make that swap before the end of stage two. That was, I made the swap because Ryan um, actually gotten past the, there was a point when the 43 was running ahead of Ryan, but this is a point where Ryan actually got back past the 43 and then they ended up battling each other for like much of the second half of the final stage there. Mm-hmm. So I was a little concerned because it looked like the 43 had some more speed and might pass Ryan and pass a few more cars and that maybe I made a bad decision swapping them out at the end of stage two, but it ended up working out for me, um, leaving, uh, putting Jones in the garage and elevating Blaney. So I did pick up uh, three more points because of that decision. I picked in the featured matchups. I picked Hamlin over Harvick. That was wrong. I picked Christopher Bell over Reddick. That was wrong. I picked Truex over Byron. That was wrong. And I picked Blaney over Keselowski, and that was wrong. I can you imagine if I even got a couple of yeah. these matchups right? Yeah. <laughs> Probably would have won the dang week. But I, I yeah. have to say, I think this is the first time I've been wrong on every single one of those picks, and it comes in a week when I finish in the top ten. Goodness gracious! Yeah, I had um, I had Hamlin, Reddick, Ryan, and then Larson. So I had one, two, and four you know, in the, in the uh, points gained during the night. Um, and, um, Logano I had in the garage and I didn't swap him out because at the time he wasn't looking so good at the end of stage two. So I had Hamlin or I had uh, Christopher Bell out there and, uh, you know, I wish I would have swapped that out and that'd have been about eight more points. Um, and I only had one of the matchups, correct. I had, uh, had Tyler Reddick over bell. That's it. Everything else I had wrong. Same as you, um, you know, I look at this, I realize, well, four, uh, 38 points on the night for Ryan was the fourth best of the night. So the, all those stage points and where he finished, and it was one of the top five guys out there for points gained on the night. Now points earned in the, uh, the race at Darlington, uh, you didn't do so bad, you know, mm-hmm. with your, even with still only getting one of the featured matchups, right? You ended up tied for, I think a three-way tie for 12th with 205 points earned. Now let's go through the top 10 here. Uh, Moose Hunter, 1960 and 10th with 210 points. And ninth is Go Larson with 213. And seventh, there's a tie between Vincent 12 and myself, Team Blaney host Adam with 214 points. And sixth was Factory of Sadness 6 with 215. Man, this is super tight between fifth and 10th. Uh, in the fifth position, the Prime Minister 3, 216. And fourth, Cool Guy 2K, 225. And third, Go 12, Go 226. And second, JD Racing 234. And in the first position, US Calvin 247. And to me, uh, that tells me they did really well that between US Calvin and JD Racing there, first and second, uh, they did really well in the featured matchups, I think, because I pretty much think between your lineup and my lineup, we had most of the, the heavy hitters there. So that was points earned top 10 from Darlington Raceway. Again, I ended up seventh. I'm just going to repeat that multiple times because who knows when the next time I'll finish in the top 10 is. And uh, you ended up 12th to open the playoffs. So now here's where we go into reading multiple lists here. So I'm going to go into the overall playoff standings now. Mm-hmm. So 
I say this playoff standings is really more for bragging rights. Yeah. Um, well, you don't the, have to read. You don't have to read the playoff standings right now because it's the same as the. Oh, that's right. Time. You're right. Next week that'll matter. Next week, so that's matter. exactly the same. And then, so the overall standings. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be everything. The points that were earned all throughout the year, plus the playoffs. So here's when I get brought back to reality, as I am still in the 38th position in the overall standings. <laughs> um, so next week is really when I start caring about the playoff standings. So 38th overall with 4,823 points. Uh, you're still hovering and nope, you're just, just outside the top 15 now. So in the 16th position, Mez 12 with 5,056 points. Now here's the top 10. JD Racing, 5,135. 9th, Go 12, Go, 5,144. 8th, uh, Alyssa C, 5,154. 7th, Blaring Idiots, 5,173. 6th, Penske Fan 24, 5,208. 5th is Eric D15, 5,217. And 4th is Christian Dana, 5,229. And 3rd is Go Larson, 5,241. And second is Blaney's Daisy, 5,316. And leading still in the overall standings, the Team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Live League is Factory of Sadness 6 with 5,368 points. So again, Factory of Sadness Sadness 6 is leaving the overall standings. And U.S. Calvin is now leading in the playoff standings because of this effort they put in this past week at Darlington Raceway. So that's where we stand with Darlington. Now all of our attention shifts to the second race of this round of 16 of the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs, and that is happening at Kansas Speedway. NASCAR coverage kicks off on this on Friday, September 8th at 9 p.m. Eastern time with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Kansas Lottery 200. Uh, Again, we like to tune into that race and cheer on Zane Smith with uh, spotter Josh Williams up in the spotter stand, who's also Ryan Spotter. We've talked to multiple times here on the show. So um, they're in the midst of their playoff run there. And uh, Zane really needs to uh, uh, get get back on track, I think. They've been kind of running okay recently. He haven't, mm-hmm. hasn't been a dominant truck. So uh, well, they go now, from, is, um, now is definitely the time to, uh, and this is one of one of their better tracks usually on a mile yeah. and a half. They're, they're on the round of 10, and they only cut two people after this round. Um, I think he's safely going to be in the round of eight, yeah. but then the, you're right. The next three races after that are going to be huge. And then from there, we move to Saturday noon Eastern time, the NASCAR cup series practice and qualifying session at Kansas. You can catch that on the USA network followed at three 30 PM Eastern time, the NASCAR Xfinity series, Kansas lottery 300 at Kansas speedway. That will be on NBC. And then Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, the second race in the playoffs, the NASCAR Cup Series Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Speedway. That will be on the USA Network. So between fantasy drivers and Ryan's effort here, I'm looking for some guys to watch this weekend. Let's pull up Ryan's statistics here. 17 starts at the Kansas Speedway, an average start of around 10th, an average finish of around 16th, three top fives, seven top tens. The last four races here, let's go five races since it'll go back to an even time in 2021. Finishes of 21st, 37th, 12th, 9th, and 16th. So a little bit all over the board here, Um, but it's not a, it's not a bad track for the 12 team. I think they've just kind of run into some issues here that have kind of really uh, messed with their finishes and not necessarily told the whole story of where they usually run. Yeah. They were up in the front when I think when Larson hit him here a year or two ago. So yeah, there's been uh, people who weren't clear (laughs) <laughs> and stuff like that where they thought they were. Um, but I, I, I look for this weekend to be pretty interesting. They, they mile and a half speed has been there, obviously, you know, they won a mile and a half race this year. So, uh, let's see how practice qualifying goes. They've been dialed in It's playoff time. So I'm sure it's going to be a little bit different than what you've seen the last, uh, few weeks before the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that 45 and 23 program, 23, 11, um, they really seem to set up really well there the last couple of years, um, especially since the new car. That's the other thing too. You know, you read these statistics off and it's great that we have some data to go back over, but um, the difference between the new car and the old cars is, is kind of changed things a little bit. And these last year and a half of the new car um, kind of changes some of those numbers. 
And uh, it's interesting to see how everybody progresses too, because um, where they started at the beginning of 2022 compared to now on that car, so many teams were, you know, closer and now they've kind of gapped them a little bit where a couple of those teams never, you know, didn't stay with the advantage that they had, you know? So yeah, this, this weekend's qualifying should be really interesting. Now between the two cars here and going back to 2019, Kansas has still really been dominated by the Toyotas with just two other Mm -hmm. manufacturers uh, winning a race apiece. So I'll go back to 2019 here uh, with our winners uh, with the fall race, Denny Hamlin, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano and a Ford. So it's the first time it wasn't a, a, a Toyota. Kyle Busch in a Toyota, Kyle Larson in a Chevrolet, then Kurt Busch, Bubba Wallace, Denny Hamlin again, all in Toyotas. So uh, since 2019, dominated by Toyotas across the board. The last three races there in the next-gen car, all Toyotas, two of them being 2311 Toyotas, and then their owner, Denny Hamlin, won the spring race there earlier this year uh, in a Joe Gibbs racing Toyota. So I think you're 100% right. Um, I think Bubba Wallace is going to run really well. I think uh, there's a, a good opportunity for the 45 car to for the second year in a row to win this fall race, though, mm-hmm. uh, just with a different driver behind the wheel with Tyler Reddick, who and had an exceptional run at Darlington, despite as what you would describe as several bonehead moves. Uh, still have speed and Kansas is also uh, one of those tracks where there's there's parts of this race where some guys do end up running up against the wall and between Reddick and Larson and some of those other guys that's uh, it's kind of their forte so mm-hmm. um Blaney I, I'm looking it really practice and qualifying is probably going to tell us a lot about mm-hmm. where their overall speed is um obviously a win would be amazing um, I'm going to go back with that Todd Gordon uh, baseball analogy and say, I'm going to be happy if this 12 team comes out of here with another solid base hit top 10 finish stage points and uh, a little bit more of a cushion on the cut line as they, they head to Bristol motor speedway after this. Yeah. The weather um, looks pretty decent for, for Saturday and Sunday. They're like mid eighties uh, sunny. Um, so, you know, looks like it should be pretty equal for everybody on weather. Um, and like I said, I think that the, I think the 12 team has what it takes to be in the top five to start the race race. And, um, you know, I'd see it being a lot of green flag runs to tell you the truth. Um, barring any kind of goofiness, I think, uh, we could see, you know, the only, the only cautions being the stage breaks. Yeah. I know when we first debuted the next gen car at tracks like Kansas, there's some, shenanigans happening with lots of guys spinning out and tires going flat and all that. But I think we've, we're beyond that at this point. I think they've got a handle on these cars and I think you're right. I mean, heck we ran the whole first stage of the Southern 500 under green flag conditions, which, you know, this past week at Darlington at one of the most difficult tracks to drive at um, super gritty, super intense. So they can do a you know a full green flag run at Darlington. I think they can do a full green flag run at Kansas as well. So again, uh, if you want to tune into this race weekend, uh, Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, September 10th, the NASCAR Cup Series Hollywood Casino 400 as they head into the second race of the 2023 playoffs. So, Steve, I think that pretty much wraps up most oh, of our yeah, episode on the Team Blaney yeah, podcast as it goes uh, for Ryan, specifically. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Our, our NASCAR coverage. But we did yeah, have something sure. that happened much earlier in the week this past weekend where um, our man, big Dave Blaney, once again, goes to victory lane at Sharon Speedway. And this time in one of their Wednesday night, they're calling Wednesday night thunder races that they've held several of these throughout the year. Uh, this is a 410 sprint car race uh, with a $4,000 check going to the winner. Dave Blaney starts in the 10th position in this feature event, races his way to the victory. Brother Dale in the 32 car starts 12th, finishes second. So two Blaney's on the podium there. Both of them have multiple wins this year. It's Sharon Speedway. This is Dale or Dave's third. Dale, I believe, has two there on the year at Sharon. So um, it's been a bit of a renaissance this year for the, yeah. the Blaney brothers when it comes to sprint car racing and they're doing it at their home track. And, you know, you might just see this as, Oh, it's a midweek show. It's, you know, mostly locals. Uh, if you go through the list here, yeah, it is a lot of locals, but it's a lot of the top local 410 sprint car drivers that were out there at Sharon speedway. And, uh, you know, between Dave Wynn and a world of outlaws race, 
Blue Blaney Memorial races. I mean, you know, he's been having a great couple of years in that number 10 sprint car. And it's uh, been really cool to see and uh, really cool to have these victory lane photos shared where he's wearing his uh, Ryan Blaney family foundation fire suit uh, prominently mm-hmm. yeah. now. So, yeah, they, um, uh, I, I retweeted and I, oh man, I wish I could look, go look that up too, where um, there was some great video from the night. Um, somebody had the like the last three or four laps, they were standing in the middle of the track and kept going around and around with the cars. And uh, the first battle for, for the, the lead between the top three guys was, was back and forth. And the, uh, the, uh, the, who, uh, whoever ran third, Brandon Spithaller, I think was the, yeah. dominated much of the race. Oh yeah. man. He, he tapped the wall like three different times <laughs> where he was gaining on them and then just went a little too, too hard for it. But, uh, yeah. So the racing action uh, has been really, really good there. Um, and, uh, you're right. This has been a great, great year for the, for the older guys, uh, you know, still, 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 yeah, still out there, still doing it. So I want to thank everyone once again for tuning in to this episode of the Team Blaney podcast. If you'd like to learn more about myself or co-host Steve, just listen to our very first episode that explores our Blaney racing fandom. You can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter at Team Blaney and on Instagram and TikTok at Team dot blaney and finally we'd like to encourage you to support the ryan blaney family foundation established in 2018 this organization supports causes like the alzheimer's association and upmc sports medicine through fundraisers events and membership in the blaney bunch fan club to learn more visit the all-new ryan blaney family foundation.org or follow them on facebook x instagram and all of their active social media channels So for my co-host, Steve Mez, I'm Adam Rogers. We'll catch you next time right here on the Team Blaney podcast. Good night, Brussels. Check out the TikTok. Thanks, everybody, for coming. I hope you enjoyed it.